aborting fetuses a few days after birth and things like that. And, and that's repugnant, right? I think you're doing backflips to justify this. No, that's what I believe. I, I get that well, you I believe it, but I like, mean, I don't think I'm doing backflips at all. I get your point. One in a million, a million, the one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling. Let, let's right. do Roe v. Wade Let's do Roe v. Wade, okay? <laughs> I've been pro-choice my entire life. Yeah. And there's two reasons why I am pro-choice. Um, the first choice, the first reason is that I believe that the only reason anybody would actually believe that life begins at the moment of conception is religion. It's not a scientific position. Um, I do not believe that anybody can look at a fertilized egg or a clump of cells smaller than a small fly or whatever and say, okay, that's a human sentient life. I don't believe that. The only reason you would believe that is because of religion. So I believe that the anti-abortion position is pretty solely a religious position. Second, I believe rule one of society should be you own you, okay? You own you. You can do whatever you want to do with you as you, as you like. And I think that you own you should have been a constitutional amendment. I think bodily autonomy should be a part of the constitution. I acknowledge that it's not. Okay. I acknowledge that the assertion that the right to abortion is a function of the right to privacy is a tenuous argument, in my opinion. So when the Supreme Court struck that down, I do see their point. Because saying that, I, mean, I, do, I do see both sides of it, okay? It is my privacy to go get the surgery that I want. But is that really privacy, though? That's just privacy. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. That's not privacy, right? That going to get the surgery I want isn't the same as getting the surgery and not telling anybody. That's privacy. So it's, it's, I, I, don't, I don't get that. Um, but... That ruling, Roe v. Wade, did perform the function of giving people bodily autonomy right. and um, mandating bodily autonomy in all 50 states. And, you know, Javier, uh, I, I took, um, I went to school after my master's degree, and one of the classes that I took was an, a third year intellectual law degree, a third, third year intellectual, uh, a third year uh, law class. Uh, international intellectual property. And in that class, I'd learned that if you get the right result for the wrong reason, mm -hmm. it fails. Okay. The right result for the wrong reason fails. This was the right result for the wrong reason. This was bodily autonomy because surgery is a part of privacy. But bodily autonomy. So I loved it because it was important because bodily autonomy is, is, is number one. And I think the Republican party should be about bodily autonomy because that's the epitome of small government. Stay the fuck off my, can I swear? Yeah, go for it. Okay, stay the fuck off my body, right? That's <laughs> bodily autonomy. Um, and so that, that, that's like the epitome of small government to me, you know, staying the hell away from you. And so I think that that should be a Republican opinion position, but it's not. Um, so, 
All right, so let's 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 break it up. All right, so we can focus, right? Because I disagree with you, right? That's because um, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you're a fucking Nazi. You're a Nazi, man, and a white supremacist too. You're gonna be embraced by the left again. <laughs> Davis, one of us again. Let's bring him back in the fold. <laughs> I'm not one of either of you, I'm afraid. (laughs) I am not one of either side. I look, I know you want to break into it. I look at the left and I look at the right and I see two parties I just cannot be a part of. The left is racist and vapid. The right is not appreciative of the separation of church and state or bodily autonomy. Celebrating the end of abortion rights or celebrating the end of required abortion rights. Celebrating the prayer in schools. Oh my God, you're not my party. All right, so look, I'm gonna, see, <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can convince you on why the conservatives' position on abortion is more sound. And I'm not necessarily speaking as a Republican because I'm not a Republican, but I'm speaking as a conservative, right? Um, and I don't think that my conservative ideology determines whether I should be pro-life or pro-choice. Okay. okay. So, first thing. I noticed that earlier you admitted that in the Constitution, it doesn't spell out that abortion is a right, but you feel as if it should. But you do agree that it's not in the Constitution. I do. All right. That's a good place to start. The second thing that you brought up was bodily autonomy. Do you believe that a fetus is a woman's body? Do you believe that a woman has 20 toes, 20 fingers, two heads? I believe that there is a line between conception and birth. Where do you draw that line? That is up to an individual. Okay. There's no way around it. So you would the be only way, the only thing you have to look there. There's, there's a line. Okay. And, and I'll stand with you shoulder to shoulder to say that that line is before the month, the ninth month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got an eight month old fetus. I don't want you to abort it. I want you to try and save it. Okay. You got a four month old fetus, a three month old fetus. You got a clump of cells that's not alive. It's just not, not a person. All right. So let's, let's go backwards. Let's go backwards then. Okay. There's a few things here. We can talk about life and we can talk about personhood. Yeah. Um, there, those are two separate things, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you agree that a fetus is a life form? Nope. So you don't believe that uh, a fetus so, is a living organism? It, it It's a relative term. Life is a relative term, okay? If you've got a, um, a, a parasite, is that a life? I guess so. But this isn't really that yet because a parasite comes outside the body and attaches to the body. So the fetus is really a growth. Okay. But only only life forms grow, right? The mother grows. The mother is alive. And the but you, and are they you saying that things inside them, tumors and babies and things like that. That doesn't mean that the tumors are alive. Tumors grow inside bodies. Tumors are not alive. But this is the problem with that. Tumors and fetuses are categorically different. And the reason I say that is because a fetus has its own DNA. Its own genetic code, which is separate so it, from so the if, mother. So, if a cancer had a different genetic code, that would make it alive. It doesn't have if human. It well, well, cancer is the 
the cells going crazy. The cancer is yeah. basically. Let, let's say those cell, those cells those cells go crazy, and somebody does a test and says, "Wow, these cells are mutated. They have a different DNA structure." Does that cancer cell become alive then? Well, uh, those cells are life, but they're not human life. We we have to distinct. We have to make a distinction life? between human life versus life. Right, we, we we would say a dog doesn't give birth to a human. Right, a dog will never right. give birth to a human. Only a human will give birth to another human. Only a human would give birth to another human, but humans can also grow tumors. Yes, humans can the grow tumors, but here's the difference: the fact that there's something inside a person that's growing does not mean that that individual thing is alive, even if it has different DNA. I, I, and, and you know what, you and I, are, I don't see that we're going to get to the point of that, but I, I don't think that the the I don't think we're going. All right, I, I shouldn't cut the cut the. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Um, I, I shouldn't cut the discussion off. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to appeal to the the, the logical reasoning here, right? So, um, we know that only life forms grow. We know that. Um, tumors grow. Tumors are life, right? It's a, it, cells are alive, a but tumor, it's not. Tumors are lives. Yeah, tumor. tumor okay. Tumor, yeah, yeah. All right, it, we got to take it in stages. First, we have to establish it is a life, regardless so, if you agree that it is a, a certain type of life. We will I'll agree that, that it's the life. Cells in the fetus are alive, like the cells in a tumor are alive. Right. But in order okay. for you to tell me that the that the fetus itself is its own life, that's a judgment call that we're all going to make on an individual level. Super religious people are going to call them life at the moment of conception. Super non-religious people are going to give them a, a life some other time, and the um, we're trying to do it based on a scientific basis, right? There isn't one. If there is one, we'd know it, right? Okay, so let's. How about when the when the heartbeat starts? Okay, well, flies have heartbeats, so is a fly a sentient human life? How about when you sense brain waves? Well, uh, parasites have brain waves. Is that a sentient? There's, there's no, there's no, there's no switch. But there's you, no you, you, switch. you would have to argue that a fly or a dog or a cat is distinctly human humans and cats have totally different dna sequences mm -hmm. so a fetus is unique from all of those other things that you mentioned because it has a human genome it has a human dna se sequence but so, that doesn't mean it's alive if it dies it still has that human dna sequence it still has that human genome so the fact that it has a human genome doesn't make it alive what makes it alive is that it's growing tumors grow yeah, that but tumors, tumors and fetuses both grow, yet the tumor doesn't have its own genetic code. And so, uh, and so what you're telling me is that all a tumor has to do to become alive is mutate its genetic code to become different, and then it's alive, then it's a human? No, they're both alive, but one no, is human, one is not. Living cells. They're both clumps of living cells. That's different from being living. If you left a tumor alone, would a tumor eventually leave your body and become independent? No. With a fetus? Possibly. Most likely, in most cases. Hopefully, yes. Okay, so at some point, the analogy falls apart. At we some point, that, that clump of cells becomes a living being, yes. And I don't know when that is. And uh, nobody does. So it's not... So you wouldn't draw the line when it has its own human distinct DNA, DNA genome. You wouldn't you wouldn't consider that to be simple. definition the definition of life is is fuzzy. And I believe from my yeah. understanding that you know life is a relative statement. You can be more or less alive. And so it's not a switch, it's a gray area where a 
person becomes alive enough to be called a living sentient being. Uh, it's a judgment call. It's all individual. There's no easy answer. And like I said, the fact that there's no easy answer means it has to default to the one that has the easy answer. The person is definitely alive, okay? The, the fetus is not definitely alive. It's not definitely alive. And you how, can, get, how, can you, how can you say a grown person is definitely alive if you can't define what life is? Like I said, because you have to be able to define that there's a life that well, and then you have to define what life is, and 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 you have to define what sentient life is, and you have to define what sentient enough life is, and then we have to go to the next stage. First, it's we have all, to define what life it, is, it's and then all, we have to move to the next stage, right? It's all a big gray area, right? And so the only time I ever heard a secular argument that held water for anti-abortion is that because it's all a gray area, you just default to the least likely, you just, just default to zero because so, you don't want to hurt a life. And I say, okay, that's a valid, that, that's an extant secular argument. I don't like it because it outweighs the woman. And uh, it, it, it doesn't take into account the odds that something that has, uh, a, uh, you know, 50 cells is a sentient being. Uh, the odds of a, a 50 cell being or a 5,000 cell being being a sentient being, it's ridiculously small. It's not a life. It's a clump of cells. And, okay. And to, so and you say it's not a life, David. You say it's not a life. That's right. And I asked you to define life and you say you can't. That's right. So how do you know if it's a life or not a life if you can't define what life is? Because that's how you do it. That's how we do this. There is no def definition of life. It's like porn. Okay. What's porn? Okay. You know it when you see it, right? You look, what's life? You know it when you see it and you know it when it's not. And somewhere in the middle, there's a switch. Somewhere in the middle, erotica becomes pornography. Somewhere but, in the middle, a clump of cells becomes a human life. All right. Follow my logic here. Follow my logic here. All right. At some point, Europeans landed in, on the continent of Africa, and they saw black people, Africans. Mm -hmm. To them, they believed that Africans was not as sophisticated as them. They believed that they were not as civilized as them or advanced as them. And based on what they saw, Africans were a lesser life form than what white people were, what Europeans were, mm -hmm. which allowed them to justify doing horrendous things to those people because they saw them as less than. Yeah. Even to the point where they consider slaves to be three-fifths of a man, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going by just what you can see or you'll know it when you see it, how come those white Europeans didn't know it when they saw it, when they arrived on the shores of Africa? How was, come they didn't know black people were people? Yeah. I don't know. Massive amounts of ignorance, I guess. Okay, so based on the logic that you're saying right now is, if you know it when you see it, well, different people draw that line differently, uh -huh. and that can justify all kinds of things. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true. We don't have a good, clean answer here. We don't have a good, clean answer. Now, and, and, and because, I mean, I, I've heard some of the, you know, the, uh, the right-wing horror stories about people, you know, aborting fetuses a few days after birth, and things like that. And, and that's repugnant, right? That's repugnant to me. There are some people on this planet that's not repugnant to. 
Okay, yeah. this is for people that's not repugnant to. Okay, it's repugnant to me. But the also the idea of of taking a woman who I mean taking a person and saying, okay, you don't own your body enough to stop that clump of cells from becoming a baby. That that's absurd to me. That's a violation. That's a deep violation to go to somebody and say, okay, something's forming in you. You have to have a baby now. You have to keep that. You have to brew it. You don't own your body enough. I don't I don't see it that way. Like, look, okay, fine. No, 90, most most abortions, <laughs> most abortions, I think less than one percent of abortions happen due to rape, incest, and uh the mother's life is in danger. Those are the very small cases. Majority of the cases where a woman has an abortion is because I can't afford it. I don't want another child. The, uh, different reason doesn't matter if it's on the on the early side of life. Okay, now check this out. Right, I want to give a huge thanks to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this video. See, if you're anything like me and you care about your privacy, your security, and your data, then you definitely need to be using ExpressVPN. I'm not just saying that. I care about my viewers and I care about myself, which is why I use ExpressVPN. I was ignorant at one point. I used to think that using incognito mode would protect me from like big corporations collecting all of my data, selling it to these anonymous third parties who would like use it to manipulate me or to try to sell ads to me. But incognito mode doesn't protect me from that because my internet service provider can still see every single website I visit which means they can see every single website you visit. But with ExpressVPN, they actually protect your data. And they do that by rerouting your internet connection through their secure service, which allows you to visit any site you want and be anonymous. Not only is that the case, but they also keep all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption services on the market. Most of the time, you don't even realize it's running in the background. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TVs. So it's really no excuse why you shouldn't be using it. On top of that, if you watch different streaming services like Netflix, then ExpressVPN will allow you to have up to 94 different IP addresses in different countries, which will give you access to shows that you don't even have available in your own country. So why not give it a try? Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Javier, and you can get three extra months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Javier. Expressvpn.com slash Javier to learn more. When you say that we shouldn't be telling a person that they have to have a baby. I don't necessarily see it that way. What I see is when mo majority of these people engage in certain activities that could potentially cause a, a pr impregnation, it, it can cause a person to become pregnant. When two people engage in that activity, by default, I believe that they are consenting to taking on that risk. Oh, now you're punishing people for having sex. It's not a punishment. That's it nature. Is. That's life. You're punishing people for having sex. People are allowed to have sex. Yeah, I'm not saying people. Sex. I'm not saying people shouldn't have sex. I'm not saying when they should or how they should. What I'm saying is, when you do have sex, there are possible outcomes to that. We would agree to that, right? Of course. And of course are those not two people consenting to taking that risk? Yeah. 
Now, if I went to, okay, if I went into Las Vegas and I decided to gamble and I lost all my money gambling, no one would come to me and say, they're forcing you to give up all of your money. They're saying when you walked into that casino. No, but if you if you went to the casino and you lost all your money, nobody's forcing you to give up all your money. But then if they refused to let you get a job because you lost all your money, and you say you lost all your money, you can't get a job now. Well, wait, I'm, I'm completely capable of getting a job. No, no, no. We're punishing you for losing your money. So now you can't get a job. That's exactly what you're doing. That you're punishing. How does that translate? Because they are allowed to, they are allowed to do something to fix their situation, and you're taking that away from them. There's a fix, okay? People make mistakes, people err, and there's a fix, an easy fix, okay? So a harmful fix. People fuck up. People the, have the, sex. People fuck up. The fetus is harmed. The, the, fetus, the fetus is harmed. Is not a life. When is life? Uh huh. We both agree, we both established that you say you can't define life. That's correct. You can't either. But I just look. I'm saying that there's no simple solution here. Okay, there, 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 the entire pregnancy is a gray area. Let's just say that the entire pregnancy is a gray area. Life begins in there. That's what we know. That's what we think we know. But I don't well, see some how some people will say it'll begin afterwards. But I'm just going to say that those people are fringe, and we'll call them crazy. It will say that somewhere between conception and birth, life begins, and life is a gray area itself. So that so not we, is kind of an ooze across time. Sh shouldn't we err on the side of caution if and we don't know? And that's the secular pro-choice, secular pro-life. No, that, no, that's not err on the side of caution because you could potentially be killing a life. That's the secular pro-life argument. Yes, that's. But the other side of it is that you're definitely. The, the the could be is infinite is tiny 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 that compared to what could be compared to the definite harm that you're causing to a person the per what harm most women give birth and they're fine no you're harming their lives you're harming their lives does does oh. adoption not exist adoption exists yes so a woman could give birth and give up her child for adoption that is an option right well, of course they could but you're so that's an option them to become incubators at that point. No, I to become incubators at that point. That argument that you're making is like me saying, when I went into a casino to gamble, the person who allowed me to gamble is causing me to be broke. No, when, no. I, when, I, when I gamble, I run the risk of losing all of my money. When you engage in certain behavior as adults, you're risking getting impregnated. Yes, that's true. So but just by me walking into that casino, I am consenting... And and you can and you can consent to that, and you can go get another job and earn that money back. But if you get pregnant, you need to be able to we to just have the procedures to back yourself up. We just established that there are other options, right? There are other options, but this is the best option, and everybody knows it. The best option only. The best option is not to be pregnant. Yes, the best option is not to go through that. The best, the best option, option is, is probably not. Later. Okay, in my opinion, right. Best option is not to have sex. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm about to be thirty this year. Uh, this month, sure. I'm about to be thirty, right? And this whole time, out of my thirty years on this planet, I have yet to have an accidental pregnancy. On I my watch. All right. Now, look. I'm. I, I'm not saying that. Look. And I've been sexually active, right? But here's the situation. I know that every time I lay down with a woman, I am running the risk of her getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. Right. 
I consent to that the moment I lay down and engage in certain activity. I, I am fully aware of the consequences and willing to accept that responsibility because I know the actions that I'm taking can result in that. I think you and I are, are, are fighting slightly two different arguments, okay? Uh, you are accepting a risk when you have sex. As abortion is illegalized in those states, people who are going to be having sex are going to be taking that risk, okay? Mm-hmm. People who are going to be having sex are taking that risk of having an abortion of, of, get, of getting pregnant in a state without abortion. Okay, that's not the, the the topic though. The topic that I'm arguing is whether or not that right should be taken away. Yeah, you're taking a risk. You're taking a risk whether that right is there or whether that right is taken away. And and yes, hopefully you're taking out that risk knowingly. Nobody is going to go to those people in in Alabama and say you had sex in a state where um, you had sex at a state uh, in Alabama, but you didn't know that abortion wasn't illegal there. Everybody knows. And mm-hmm. they, they did it anyways. That's mm-hmm. not what's been happening up until now. That's not what's been happening. That's what's going to be happening moving forward. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is that that change is bad and that everybody should be in the situation where you could be yelling at them to, to not have the abortion by choice. But now we've got a situation where We've got a situation where where bodily autonomy is not a federal right anymore. And it wasn't ever, okay? It should have been, but it wasn't ever. But it almost was. To a degree, it was. My body, my choice was real until vaccinations came across. But we're, we're not even we're not even arguing whether it's bodily bodily autonomy. We're arguing whether or not that body that you're saying has autonomy is separate from the body that's growing inside of it. We're not going to find the answer in that in this discussion. So we can't make a bodily autonomy argument if we can't even decide if the fetus is the woman's body or not. Oh, I now, disagree. We're talking about whether a woman has a right to end a life for her own convenience versus that child having a right to live. Which, and what are the odds of her ending a life? Okay. And, and we have to look at that. Abortion, okay? 100%. And, and, really? You think it's a hundred percent sure that you're killing a life at a, at, at one month old? You're not oh, killing shit at one month old. I, I think okay? most the woman, is, the woman is wearing a condom at one month old. You're, you're, it's 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 uh, it's, it's contraception at one month old. There's no life termination. I think that most biologists agree that life begins at conception. I don't think that's true. I don't. All right. That. So uh, Princeton um, Princeton University says life begins at fertilization with embryo conception. Life begins at fertilization with the embryo's conception. Development of the embryo begins at stage one when a sperm fertilizes an oocyte and together they form a zygote. But human again, development begins after the union of male and female uh, gametes. What is life? Is a fly life? Is a parasite life? How, how much life do you need? How much alive do you need to be before, you value, before you're valued enough to be considered a human life? I don't no. Okay, so uh, science determines... Okay, you're reading articles from scientists who know more than me that say life begins at conception. Okay, but that's not human life. That's not a sentient human if life. If it's not human life, what kind of life is it? Like I said, it's a subhuman life. It's almost life. It's less than life. It's less than sentient <laughs> life. It is. Dave, I think you, I think you're doing backflips to justify this. No, that's what I believe. I, I get that you believe it, but like I don't think I'm doing backflips at all. I get your point. Okay, okay. I, I cannot identify with the person who says 
we're going to um, make a human being, we're going to make a woman carry a zygote to term just to make sure that the zygote, which is a smaller than the head of a pin, isn't human life, isn't sentient human life. It's so not. Are we basing life on the size of an organism? We can choose. You can choose. The, the definition of life is too liquid. We can't settle it. But science has already settled it. No, we have. Is that not we what read, science you does? Read, you read one article, and then the question is, what is sentient life? Okay, we so now we're talking about sentience. Yeah, we're going to talk about the difference between a parasite and a, and a fetus. All right, so we can get to sentience, but I still need you to admit that that is life. Whether you consider it human life or any other kind of life, you do agree that it is a form of life. I admit that the cells are alive, and I admit that you seems to have just read an article from Princeton doctors who claim that life begins at conception. I am not going to tell you that a fetus is an individual human life until something happens and it's not a big and it's not a boolean thing it's a phase that it goes through and on the other side of that phase i would call it sentient human life on the so inside you wouldn't consider phase, you you wouldn't consider it to be a cycle of human life like uh like two years old is different than being 20 years old there yeah. are different development stages of human uh, life you wouldn't uh, consider it to be one of the development stages of human life i would of course i would Okay, so but, but, then you have to consider it to be when it becomes. I don't know, Javier. I don't know. There's, 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 where life begins. When life begins is a judgment call. We don't have a good time, and it's not just when life begins. When sentient human life begins. Why do you when, draw the line at sentience? Sentience. I, I don't have any idea when to draw the line at sentience. Okay. Idea. Okay, so all right, Dave. If I gave you a box, and I told you it could be a cat inside the box uh-huh. right you don't know if it's a cat in a box or not that's correct would you then take the the box and start to smash it against the ground okay if you had a box and you told me there might be a cat in the box there might not be a cat in the box mm-hmm. and uh the chance that there's a cat in the box is about uh, one in ten thousand it's 50 50 and no not 50 50 I'm giving you a box, not and I said that I'm not to put a cat in an analogy to a zygote. You're making an analogy to I'm a zygote. It's not a 50-50 chance. It's not a 50-50 equation. What, what I'm asking is, you don't know if it's a cat in a box, do you? You don't know it. Correct. Would you then slam the box on the ground and start kicking it and stomping it? I would weigh that need to kick and stomp this box against the benefits of kicking and stomping the box over the risks of hurting the kitty in the box. Now, if somebody said, okay, there's a one in 10,000 chance that there's a kitty in the box. And if you kick and stomp it, if you don't kick and stomp it, I'm going to kill all these people for sure. I'm going to stamp and kick that box. Okay. So there's a relative statement there. And whereas there's judgment calls, and there's pluses and minuses. This is not an easy decision. All and right. that's why it has to be individual. I'm and that's why we have to respect bodily autonomy. David. That's why I'm bodily not, autonomy has to come first. I'm trying to respect bodily autonomy, but not at the cost of another bodily's autonomy, like another body's autonomy. Why does yeah. it have to be both? Well, why, okay. why can't it be both? It goes, back to, it goes back to sentience. It goes back to when that life becomes a person. Okay, when, define sentience or define person. I cannot. 
all right, for you to take a, a hard stance on something, I would think that you would have a, a, a definite idea of what you mean when you say something because your argument rests on you. I have having... a definite idea. Listen, you're not getting me, okay? The, life is relative. This whole thing is a relative statement. I can't tell you, I can't, I can't, I can't define sentience, but I know what it is. I can't define personhood, but I know what it is. Just like porn, just like you, you you're in the same place, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is that the the when the when there's a stage, there's a there's a period of time between conception and personhood slash sentience, mm-hmm. before which termination is contraception. Okay, that time exists too. And you're assuming that that time doesn't exist. Okay. And 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 I think that's a disservice to human beings when you're I'm, assuming- I'm not pretending. I'm saying if we don't assuming, know. You're assuming it doesn't. You got a cat in a box, okay? And that cat represents the time between uh um uh uh fertilization and sentience, okay? And you don't know that doesn't exist, do you? So you're gonna kick the box? Uh, I don't draw the line as far as abortion when it comes to sentience. I draw the line at life. Um, I think only pro-choicers use the word sentience or personhood to try to justify abortion. Um, the 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 law has no it interest. Does justify abortion? The the law doesn't have any interest when it comes to um person or sentience. It says nothing about the sort. What it says is they have a right to protect life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The law doesn't say anything about sentience. That's why they overthrew Roe v. Wade, because it was based on something that the court could not decide for themselves. If it was, if it was, like you said, if it's a gray area, how does the federal court get to decide that this is what is right and that everybody else should just abide by those rules? That's why the court overthrew it. I, I read the legal argument. I understand it. I'm not, I'm not in strong disagreement with them from a legal perspective. Okay, I I understand the point that having a surgery is not a part of privacy. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I get that. I I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I wish it were different, and I wish there were a constitutional amendment for bodily autonomy because that's what we really should need. That's what we really should have. Um, and, you know, that's, and then <laughs> because you own yourself, at least we should have a country where you own you, where you, you, do, own, you own, do own yourself. Then you hand off my body. Then I'm going to do with my body what I want. Uh, okay. So why is it that everybody is like, women should have bodily autonomy to make their own decisions. And then we also don't in- encourage an environment where women make the right decisions. Like, there are so many single mothers because they decided to sleep around with different guys or different guys decided to sleep around with multiple women and not take care of their children or not take care of that woman. Right. Yeah. And before abortion is even on the table, we have created a society where casual hookups are just fine. And we shouldn't be able to criticize when a man goes out and sleep with multiple pe- people or a woman goes out and sleep with multiple people, you're not supposed to bring that up. You're not supposed to say, Hey, this might not be a good idea because then people will yell at you. Well, don't tell me what to do. Or you're trying to control women or you're trying to control people's sexual lives. And it's, it's only saying that there are unwanted consequences to this type of behavior. And before we get to abortion, we should be able to have this conversation about the kind of actions that lead to those decisions. 
And I just feel that a lot of people want to have both. They want you to be able to not criticize bad sexual behavior and acts while at the same time, knowing it's going to result in unwanted pregnancies that will force women in these situations to have to make these tough calls. And I think the, the pro, the pro, the pro choice side has shifted a long way since it was safe, legal, and rare. It has become to the point where abortion is supposed to just be, I'm not going to say celebrated, but there are people out there who celebrate abortions, right? Yeah. But we've gotten to this point where this hookup culture is just celebrated, even though it's having dire consequences and negative consequences. So I, I, I agree with almost everything that you just said. Okay. I, I agree strongly that we have a sexually irresponsible society. And I, I don't like the conflation of sexual irresponsibility with hookup culture. Um, I have uh, indulged in that culture quite a bit. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> my point is that... <laughs> my point is that safety is key and everything is fun when you're safe and you take responsibilities and you act like an adult. Um, I, I think that the, 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 the sexual irresponsibility side of that is a plague. And it's plaguing the poor more than anyone else. So it's plaguing the people who it hurts the most more than anyone else. Um, I think that um, people who can't, you know, buy fun, make fun, right? Yeah. And so they fuck a lot. And that's fine. But um, yeah, the sexual irresponsibility, the short sightedness of sexual irresponsibility isn't being promoted by our society at all. Isn't being, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's not being sexual responsibility isn't being respond isn't being promoted in our society. Responsibility in and of itself isn't even a part of our society in and of itself. You tell somebody to be responsible, you're assaulting them. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you you words of violence. You can't mean, yeah. you can't tell me to work. Don't tell me to work. You're oppressing me. Um, I think, yes, I think pretty much everything you just said is correct, except that, that one little bit. Um, I, I think we are killing ourselves um, from the inside in this way. We are taking our, our, our very, very quickly swelling lower class, the, the class that's living paycheck to paycheck yeah. uh, uh, or less, and we are giving them a society that promotes their own destruction. And there's more to the conversation that we don't even get to, right? Like, um, I've seen cases personally, and this is not to say what abortion is like overall. I'm not saying this is most women's reality or whatever, but I've seen cases where guys literally pressure women to go get abortions, even though that woman doesn't want an abortion. Well, that's, you know, that that's yeah. as well. That, yeah. That's oppression as well. It's not oppression. But, argument, yeah. argument is depression, but I think you're talking about oppression. I think yeah. pushing them and making them do this against mm -hmm. their will, that's depression. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen where parents done that to their 14-year-old daughter or 15-year-old daughter where they you're going to get this abortion. And um, I would do the same thing. I, I get it, but like I would do the same thing. I get it. And um 
the as other- a father of a as a father of a female, had she gotten pregnant at fourteen? But what about my body, my choice? <laughs> you're fourteen. Your body, my fucking choice. <laughs> <laughs> In a million, a million, the one villain Too hot to be in the kitchen I'll end up melting the ceiling